Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the first episode of a brand new year, 2019. The first time that you're joined here by the You Show. You. You. Jeff the Shark Pariti, extremely under the weather. Jewel, my nurse for the evening, Tatey. Oh, that's all I got. My nurse for the evening. Seriously, you do not sound like yourself at all. It's crazy. Pretty well. It may actually gain ratings. It may actually sound like two, uh, a man and a woman for a change instead of uh, one woman and one highly pitched person that had their balls cut off. Fantastic. <laughs> Normal speaking voice. Actually, actually sound like a man for a change. Uh, Jewel, Happy New Year. Welcome back. Happy New Year. Happy Thank here. you. Um, even in the latest episode, we had a absolute meltdown of mechanical and technical difficulty, and we lost Jewel like three times. Um, it's just not the same without you, Jewel. It sucks. Listen to me, it sucks. If I wanted to listen to myself, I would sit in the bathroom and listen to myself hum. It sucks. Well, there was nothing I'd rather do that night and every Monday and Wednesday night than be here right on the other so I was so sad that happened, but I'm happy to be back. We're happy to have you. Every Monday and Wednesday night, folks, we are back in the swing of things. It's the TGIM Monday. Thank God it's Monday because we come back to you with a great episode. And then, of course, every Wednesday is our hump day episode. Very special thanks to our last guest, guitar designer, singer, music writer, Robert Cantor. Great stuff. Joey missed it. Good stuff. Couple of uh, played a couple tunes. Very um, kind of Tom Jones like, poppy, snappy kind of dance to it. Fun. Good stories about his guitars and the people that play his guitars. And uh, he already invited himself back a couple times. So we will definitely do that again in the near future. Robert Cantor. Did you check the show out? Did you listen to the replay? I know. Oh you did. yeah, absolutely. I listened live. I I tried to. Uh put my two cents in, but I'm glad you guys had a great interview. It went off without a hitch, except for me, so very nice guy. Yeah, a little Burt Bacharach sounding. I heard that was yeah. one of his influences, too, so yeah, just a, a joy to have one, and I'm, I'm sure we'll have him back real soon. Yeah, he wants to come back. That makes him the first because people do this once, and they think to themselves, what the hell was that? I'm never doing that again. <laughs> no. <laughs> You have no, a lot of repeat guests. You couldn't even count. That's true. We do get a lot of repeat guests. We love having them back. We really, knock on wood, have never missed. Uh, everybody that comes on is just great. We're certainly uh, expecting tonight to be no exception. We have for you a lovely, young, talented actress and producer. And she's done all kinds of stuff. We will discuss her career in length. Chantel Albers. She's got a brand new movie out called The Sixth Friend. It is a horror suspense film. Ooh. I sat through it. It's good. Not as good as Joel Tatey. Joel Tatey's glued to it. When I got back, when me and Joel hooked up tonight to get the show ready, Joel was watching it again <laughs> because she gets so engulfed. And she is the queen of research. I bless her for that. But, and uh, you know what? And- thrillers are my thing. I love thrillers. You, not so much. So I... I- <laughs> Got deep into this one. 
I, I feel bad. Um, Chantel, of course, is in it, and she's our guest tonight. Former guest of ours is in it, Jamie Bernadette, uh, Dominique Swains. It's got a pretty good cast. I was mm-hmm. waiting to laugh because I like to laugh at movies, and there was nothing really to laugh about because it was so serious. And I kind of felt bad because I was trying to laugh at stuff. <laughs> <laughs> no. I'm a simpleton. I'm a big jackass. He's just afraid of scary movies. <laughs> <laughs> that too. I'm also scared shitless of scary movies. <laughs> I would watch that and I'm locking my door and making sure nobody comes to get me. Even a cast of even a cast of lovely ladies. That was freaky though because uh, yeah. Right up your alley, right? <laughs> Absolutely. It was full murder gotten buff. But uh, we'll save that for later. When Chantel comes on, we're, we're going to give away the answer to what happened at the end of the movie. No, we're not. We're not doing it. She would murder no spoilers. You can listen to no the spoilers. whole show. Guaranteed, no spoilers. Absolutely. No spoilers. You want to check it out. The Sixth Friend just came out. Uh, came out on the 11th in select theaters and video on demand on the 15th. So it's out there, so... Check it out. After you talk to uh, after we talk to Chantel, you're definitely going to see it because I'm sure she's going to sell it. Sounds great. Uh, yesterday, a very sad day, ladies and gentlemen. As you can tell, like I said, I'm sick. Yesterday did not make me any better. As I screamed at the TV several times as we watched the uh, demise of the 2018 Philadelphia Eagles at the hands of uh, probably a team that's become my least favorite team, the New Orleans Saints. Um, mm. a cocky, arrogant bunch of assholes. Jewel, did you tune in to the Eagles game yesterday? Of course I did. It was just... It was infuriating because we came out of the gate strong and it was just like... (laughs) Here it comes. It just went all downhill. I don't get it. Unbelievable. Jumped out to a 14-0 lead. You start off right off the bat with an interception of, you know, the potential MVP of the season, Drew Brees. 14 nothing. You, you figured you had them where you wanted them because the key to beating this team is, is really to outscore them. Your defense did its job. You held them to 20 points, which is tough because they are a great offense. Um, even at the end, though, be honest, at the end, when they stopped them and the Saints punted the ball and we got it back, a little over two minutes left, down by six, did you not expect Nick Magic all over again? My God, and then you missed the kick. And I was like, here it is. You made the first down. And then Aggo. Yeah. I'm like, what just happened? And it, it I mean, the, the, the two things I really took from this on an ironic standpoint. Number one, the entire NFL nation ripped into Cody Parkey last week for his double doink. You know, his missed field goal. You know, this week, Alshon Jeffrey, you got to take your punishment, pal. You had the ball in your hands. A couple weeks ago, he claimed claimed to have the greatest hands in the league, and this week he had, you know, a drive, continuing catch, bounced over his hands, became an interception, and that was it. It was like a lot of factors, though. Like, Nick made some bad throws. There was, no, I don't know. It was just... How about the the 19-run drive in the third quarter took up the whole third quarter? Like, that killed Uh, us. That made me sick. It was 11 and a half minutes, which I thought that would be some kind of record. 
11 and a half minutes, they had the football. 19 plays is like, it's unheard of. The fake punt and going for it on fourth down, and they they just kind of, they outsmarted you, they outcoached you, they outplayed you. It was depressing. It's sad. We came very close again. Um, brings me real quick to our poll question. I know a lot of people are listening because a lot of people put their two cents in and they want to know the answer. So I put some social media out there, put the question, and uh, I really want to know where Philadelphia and our surrounding stands, fans rather, stand today. So um, the question is, what should the Eagles do next year? And I'll lay it out to Joy after we give the stats. Uh, number one, keep and use Nick Foles as your starting quarterback. Stick with Carson Wentz as your starting quarterback. Trade Carson Wentz or franchise tag and trade Nick Foles. 45% of the people that answer, Joel, want to keep and use Nick Foles as a starting quarterback. I'm with them. 20, How can you not wow. Be? I mean, 25% want to tag, uh, franchise tag and trade Foles. 21% straight out said keep Wentz. And 9% said trade Wentz. You want to keep Nick Foles. What do you want to do with Carson Wentz? Would you get rid of him? I wouldn't want to get rid of him. No. He's, I'm back up to Nick. <laughs> you know? He just, <laughs> I don't know. He's just too, I don't know. I don't even know how to say it. Uh, he got to be a little everything. erratic. Yeah. Like yeah, a little too excited, he, he, I would say. And Nick keeps a cool head. And Wentz is more excited. That's my point. Nick was cool up to the end again last week, uh, this past week. The thing I did not like, and I have blasted it and I've posted it, I don't understand why Doug Peterson did not let the clock go down to the two-minute warning. The clock would stop. You get your free timeout. You bring your team back, you regroup, go back. He runs a play with like two minutes and two seconds left. They rush it. Jeffrey rushes the catch and ends up dropping it, and that's the game. I know you don't follow as closely as I do, but in watching it, do you not think let the clock go to two minutes and stop play and bring your team over to the side and, and discuss? I don't know. I, I just think they were trying to rush everything. Like, they were rushing throws. That's how he just went over. I'm not sure who it was. Aguilar Jeffries. Remember, he threw it right over his head. Nick did. Like, Nick didn't yeah. make those throws. Like, he should have been there. It seemed like they were rushing everything. Um, my dad called it too the the fake at the the fake on the fourth down. Everybody saw that fake punt coming. I mean everybody, and like I'm watching it, and I, I turned to you know a couple of people here. I, I turned to the one guy, and I'm like, here comes the fake punt, and he kind of chuckled. He's like, nah, not now, not here. And again, it's gonna be the fake punt, and it was. And and just, I'm surprised. A lot of like you said, heartbreaking because they were beatable yeah. yesterday. They were beatable, and now it's just <sighs> bye bye. Now it's on to um, the Saints and the Rams, Chiefs and the Patriots, and what I called yesterday the I don't care bowl. I really don't care at this point who wins it. They're taken yeah. away from us, and that's that. But that's okay. Forty-five percent. The poll people want to keep Nick Foles, our starting quarterback. We'll see how it plays out. We've got a lot of off-seasons to see what goes on there. Yep. Top five list time. 
top five list you'll take. As I said yesterday, we had people uh, over to watch the ball game. I have been sick the last couple of days. One thing I like to do when I am sick and have a cold or flu or whatever is feed it. Yeah, I like to feed a cold. So our top five list tonight that has nothing to do with our guests. I just kind of pulled that out of my ass. Top five favorite snacks. That's right, snacks. <laughs> Things we like to snack on, pick at, eat, nibble on. Uh, maybe not nibble on. Yum yums. A little much. Yum yums. And uh, I'll start it off. I know Jewel likes to listen to mine and then mock mine and then give me hers. So uh, why not? I, my top five. Number five is string cheese. That's right. Like that polyo string cheese, like that mozzarella. I love that stuff. Nice little snack. Proper size. Do you like six of them? <laughs> Number four is Doritos. And I'm not getting fancy. It's either regular Doritos or Cool Ranch Doritos. I don't need double jalapeno, toe jam, dirt-ridden flavored Doritos. I need just a couple of the basics. Number four, Doritos. Number three is popcorn. I love me some popcorn. Mm. Microwave popcorn, probably the greatest invention ever because it's so easy. Three minutes worth. You make a little butter on the side. You drizzle it on the top. It's great. It's popcorn. Number three. Number two, it's candy, but not just candy. Chocolate candy. Chocolate bars. Reese's Cups. Toffee Faze. Hershey Bar. Almonds. Twix. You name it. It's got chocolate and candy bar. It's like my number two favorite snack of all. Behind the number one, the ultimate, the greatest snack ever. You get your red, orangey fingers in it. It's Cheetos. I love Cheetos. Oh, my God. As a kid, my mom would buy it. Yeah, go ahead. Oh, no, go ahead. I was going to say, as a kid, my mom would go to the store and buy a couple bags of Cheetos, like the big bags. And on Friday night, I'm like nine, ten years old. I'm not going out anywhere. I would eat a whole bag of Cheetos. My mom would be like, where the hell are Cheetos? And I would struggle. I don't know. Meanwhile, with 10,000 pounds of cheese dust all over my finger. (laughs) Cheetos. Have you ever had the puff Cheetos? I had them today. <laughs> They're delicious. I, I do like, I've never had them before. Yeah. I do like the puff. These are, they sort of come out with like fancy flavor, like fancy designs like the Paul. They like the Tiger Paul ones. No. I eat the hell out of them. But the puff. The puff was where it's at. Oh, my Lord. And the baked the baked Cheetos are the best, too. They're that was really like the cheesy. first time in your life. That was the first time in your life you ever had cheese puffs? No, they're like, I don't know how to explain it, like puffed corn, but they're Cheeto-flavored. You know what I'm saying? So it's like a Cheeto coating. It's like a like a, <laughs> a just, ring of Cheeto powder on the puff. I have to show you. <laughs> it's a real thing. <laughs> I did not think it could be sick. Jewel's got to lay hysterically. All right. Jewel, Tata, your top five list. I guess number five is... Was there brand new to you? <laughs> oh, All right. Uh, number five, chips and salsa. Any kind of chips and mostly any kind of salsa, but spinach. Oh, man. Go to Applebee's. Get that two for 20. Get the spinach artichoke dip to share. Delish. Um, I also like baked chips. I like baked chips so much better. I just feel like they taste better. They're better for you and healthy. So, um, number four, I changed it. It's going to be vegetable. That's boring. So I'm going to say any licorice that's not black licorice. 
I love Twizzlers, Red Vines. I love the string. What is it called? You know, like the shoelace. What? What is it called? Licorice. It's really long licorice that comes in like a big spiral. Oh, it's so good. They get caught licorice. (laughs) Okay. Maybe that's it. I'm sick too, Mr. Sicky over there. Okay. Number three. Philly. Got to go with salt pretzels and dip. Pretzel factory. It's sweet cream cheese or whatever the hell that is. Sweet cream. Oh, Oh, my Lord. It's so delicious. Or like... Is the, is, the sweet, is the sweet cream your favorite? Is the sweet cream your favorite? Cause I like the cheese. The cheese is good, too. I like to switch back and forth. I like to do the cheese and then the sweet cream because that's, like, sweeter. How about and the they're on a sweet note. I don't really like chocolate pretzels. Yeah, I'm not crazy about the chocolate. Yeah. They could, yeah. They usually give you three. They give you the sweet cheese, I mean, the sweet cream cheese, the regular cheese, and the chocolate. Chocolate always mm-hmm. sits there unopened. Yeah. Oh, sidebar about popcorn. Johnson's popcorn. Ocean City. Best caramel corn ever. We have had it hot oh, yeah. on the boardwalk. You're not living life. Okay. So. And I'm not a caramel corn fan, life. but I eat theirs. Matter yeah. of fact, I use their tub of dog food. Oh, it's great. I love their popcorn. Love it. Got to get there soon. Um, they have it in the supermarket, but they charge like $20 and it's cold. I'm like, oh, hell no. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, they have it at um, like, some of the hormones. Some of the Hallmark stores sell it around here, too, for about, like, $25. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. You have to do the whole experience. Get the ice cream, you know. Oh, shit, ice cream. Oh, I'll add that on to the list. Okay, number two, cakes and or donuts. Holy crap, do I have a sweet tooth, and I cannot resist sore donuts, too, if you put them in my face. And I'm going to die that week. I'm probably going to eat them, so stay away. Stay far away from me right now. Um, number one, man, I was going to say cookies because I can't turn down a cookie, like, ever. I'm the worst. Maybe it has some kind of jelly on it. I could turn you away, but <sighs> I love cookies. I love ice cream, too. I love junk food. I'm hungry. <laughs> <laughs> you want to tie for number one, cookies and ice cream? Because I got I forgot food. Cookies and ice cream. Cookies slash ice cream. To tie for number Chip-witch. one. Fantastic. You're allowed to do that. Oh, Chipwitch. That's cookie and ice cream. Remember Chipwitch? You know what I do? I would get the Chipwitch. It sounds nasty, but as a little kid, I would get a Chipwitch. And I would put it in a bowl with chocolate syrup and maple syrup. Oh, my God. It was the greatest. My brother used to say, that's gross. So good. Ew. That's nasty. He's got the best of everything. Chocolate syrup and maple syrup and a cookie and ice cream. Man. What's the weirdest condiment you put on something? Uh, weirdest condom, probably ribbed. Condiment, condiment. <laughs> <laughs> Your face you're like, you're just like I know. Yeah, so you just look and you got that look in your face like I know he's being a jackass. So let me think for a second. <laughs> uh, Weirdest condiment. Now, again, that probably is for me. I used to put maple syrup on ice cream. A lot of people find that weird. That's pretty damn weird. Because I was. It is weird. Um, my nephew on his soft pretzel uses ketchup. I find that to be uh-uh. nasty. Uh-uh. Yeah. Blaspheme. That's odd. See, I put ranch on my pizza. And a lot of people think that's nasty. Or I, I put mayonnaise on my eggs. 
Ew! Okay, that's disgusting. Like, I like ketchup on my eggs. People say, that's nasty. Mayonnaise on your eggs? You have to do mayonnaise and ketchup. Like, a little bit of this. Pork or egg and cheese. Where's that? Well, that actually isn't too bad. Because, like, if I'm eating a sandwich, I don't mind the ketchup and the mayonnaise. But just regular mayonnaise is nasty. Although I do like pork roll and cheese, and I'm even hungrier. I had wonton soup for dinner because I'm sick, and it wasn't very good. I'm not going to call out the name of the restaurant, but all i got to say is I live in Langhorn, like right off of uh, Veterans Highway. <laughs> the black, all right, wait, I can guess it. Is it the one with the big sign out front, like the only one on the highway? No, it's in the shopping center. But, um, oh, I promise the overpriced I wouldn't say one? Anything, right? say. The overpriced I one? Know. I don't know if their wonton soup was terrible. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna tell you it's in the same shopping center as a Happy Hour Tavern. It's not fair. Oh no! Yeah, that place is horrible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. Order I learned from, that tonight. You know, when I'm up your way, the one I order from is Wingwa. That's where it's. Wingwa. Okay. I I like Hong Luck. Big yeah. fan of Hong Luck. Yeah. A lot of people in the area are fans of um, Devil One Down the Road by Wendy's, the shopping center, on the corner, Hong Kong Pearl. Lots Hong Kong Pearl. Hong Kong Pearl. I'm okay. That's to overpriced. them, they're mediocre. A little bit. I like um, I like Hong Luck. I think their food is fresh. They make an outstanding frozen zombie drink if you sit at the bar. That's what I'm talking oh. about. Crap. They have yeah. karaoke? It could be a double date night. No. Yeah. <laughs> We need a double date night. Right? That's what it's all about. All about. Double date. Max Chinese food. It's good to show you how <laughs> how weird life could be. The other night, I uh, it was a low-key weekend, like I said, of course, because I was sick. So I uh, went to a 60th surprise birthday party on Saturday. Came home. Stopped at the Wawa, picked up an item at the Wawa, looked over, saw this girl. That girl looks familiar, but thought nothing of it. Walked outside, prepared to get to my car, and bingo, it was Jewel Tatey. <laughs> Wild. <laughs> crazy. I don't know what's sadder, the fact that I didn't recognize her or the fact that I didn't recognize her. As I was staring right at her. <laughs> See, it was, it's, it's fine. Been that zero makeup on, which makes me unrecognizable. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. Yeah, but that's not really an excuse because I had no makeup on either. And you oh, recognized okay. me as soon as I. And you had a different voice. I don't know how I even knew it was you. <laughs> <laughs> no makeup on. And I had the voice of a 70 year old doctor. I've survived. I feel, I feel horrible. I want to thank the Eagles for making me scream at the TV and making my voice even worse. Um, thanks, boys. So, um, yeah, the NFL uh, the NFL is at its final four. The Chiefs will play the Patriots. Pretty sure there's nobody on earth rooting for Tom Brady, that poor bastard. And uh, the Rams will play the Saints. Drew, any interest? Any care to call out who you think wins it all? Any guess? I mean, I guess you always root for the team that beat you, so at least you won. You lost to, like, the winner of the championship. Yeah. So, 
I mean, Saints only have one. So I hate the Patriots. I really don't like the Rams. So I guess I want the Saints, if not us. Gotcha. I think a lot of people are going to root for the Chiefs and this young kid, Pat Mahomes. A lot of people like Mahomes. And he's an upcoming star. And Chiefs are, of course, Andy Reid. So I'd like to see Andy win one. So I'm going to kind of back the Chiefs. I know it's kind of homerish and kind of ordinary, but I don't want to see Brady win oh, another one. Kelsey, right? Isn't Kelsey's brother? Oh, yeah, Travis Kelsey, yeah. So maybe two years in a row with a Kelsey winning it. That'd be nice. I like to see Andy Reid win one. Judy, I really Judy, like that one. Mm-mm. And Wendy Reed? Mm, he is cute. <laughs> <laughs> Travis uh, Kelsey. He's okay. I hate that McDonald's commercial, though. Where he's doing the dance in McDonald's. Oh, no, I, I like I hate it. that commercial. He's like dancing for his brother. I like it. <laughs> it's kind of gay. No. Yeah, I don't like it. But uh, I'm going to pull for the Chiefs. Anyway. Um, <laughs> Here's a, here's a disappointing thing that happened, and I didn't get really deep into the details, and it wasn't in the show's itinerary, but I'm going to tell it to you now because it's very disappointing to me. Um, Saturday night, before the Rams-Cowboys game, the national anthem was supposed to be sung by Faith No More's lead singer Mike Patton. I was stoked. I am a Patton fan. I am a Faith No More fan. I was excited for this. Like I said, I was at that... Um, surprise party, and they had TVs on. They made my way to the bar. I'm glued in front of the TV, and Mike Patton never comes out. Apparently, uh, he was feeling sick and backed out the very last minute. Kind of crazy. Uh, my question... He put Jeff Perini. <laughs> he, he did. I had to pull Jeff Perini. I'm here. I'm dying. I can't even see straight. Drink an orange juice, for God's sake. It's instead of beer, and I'm here. <laughs> Mike Mike Patton doesn't sing the national anthem. Um, where the hell do you think they came up with Mike Patton? I have no idea. Did they run out of everybody? <laughs> <sighs> well, there was like all the controversy last year, so I don't know. I think there's people willing to do it, so I don't see the shortage of people wanting to play that show. <laughs> I mean, I'm listening like I always listen to their music. But this weekend especially, I'm listening to music, and I'm like, I don't see him cranking out the national anthem. To me, I thought it was great because I'm a fan, but can you picture the average 50- or 60-year-old guy, or even for that matter, like 18-year-old guy sitting there and flipping on his TV, and he's like, who the hell is this crazy-ass person singing the national anthem? Yeah, most people, like, I mean, I know of the band. I didn't know his name. So right. there goes the show. And I'm a music person. So, um, yeah, the normal person probably wouldn't know. Or for him, though, right? Yeah, I mean, I guess that's why I didn't want to go out. Maybe he was afraid nobody would know his name. And I basically, like, you go through Facebook and, you know, there's Rock Rage Radio and Blunt Force Radio and all them sites. So, of course, they're all saying, you know, Mike Patton to sing National Anthem. Again, I'm like, wow. I share it on my Facebook, and a buddy of mine's like, who the hell is that? I'm like, are you kidding me? And we're like the same age. Hmm. Yeah, that's odd. That'd be like Springsteen or Rod Stewart singing the national anthem with less notoriety. Rod Stewart. That would be the I clearest mean, like a national anthem ever. <laughs> oh, 
God. <laughs> you are rare for him tonight. Uh, I sure am. It's all the pills I'm taking. Delusional. <clears throat> I'm sorry, my voice. I apologize. Mm-hmm. That's what you should be Lawrence, sorry. Lawrence, Lawrence, you should Yeah, that's why I should be sorry, my voice. Not the dumbass thing to come out of my mouth. Uh, as we speak, I'm getting this notification from Chantel Albers and her people saying, thank you, but no, we've heard enough of you. We're done for the night. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. So you were serious. Oh. Nervous? Yeah, we always say it. God, I do Hi. Hi, Anna. You missed us, haven't you? It's been a while. I don't know how you cope. It's been a while. I come back with a new co-host. No, absolutely not. Never. <laughs> I tried before. I can't get rid of her. Now, honestly, like I said, she, <laughs> Jewel does the research of like 10 people. It's um, the thing she comes up with, reads, watches these clips endlessly that we get, always got her finger on the pulse. And uh, she's fun. And she's a great um, straight man. Oh, you're and fine. We'll make and you're a straight man, too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, hey, I'm a straight man, all right. When uh, she puts a little makeup on, she don't look that bad. <laughs> oh, Speaking of people that don't look that bad, let's get to our guest, shall we? Let's get to uh, a great actor, a great producer, a very talented individual, the lovely Chantel Albers. Chantel, welcome to the O Show. Hi. Hi, Chantel. Hi. How are you? How are you? Hi. <laughs> I'm doing well. How are you guys? Great. Good. We are, uh, well, we're East Coast, so we're both um, we're both pretty much under the weather. I'm not going to lie to you. <laughs> oh, it's raining so we actually are... in L.A. too, so it's pretty cold and, and wet outside too, so not, not the pleasant of weather in L.A. either. <laughs> oh, no. Jeez. Yeah. It's an epidemic. We do need the rain, though. But, uh, we do. It's kind of dry. Yeah, it's true. Uh, yeah. As I said, the show must go on. The show always goes on. We have been so excited to have you on. Uh, new movie is out. It's called The Sixth Friend. Uh, out in play yeah. theaters. Out on VOP release as well. Jewel has watched it twice. Wow. I saw it. We're not giving away oh, any of it, but we liked it. <laughs> oh, yeah. We had a... <laughs> yeah, we, we got... Yeah, we got the sneak peek. We got to watch it. Yeah, great. I'm glad you guys got to see it and you liked it. Oh, yeah, for sure. We're not giving away anything. We promise. We promise we won't give away anything. <laughs> <laughs> no spoilers. Yeah, surprise ending. So it is a yes. big twist at the end. <laughs> I, I honestly, yeah. I didn't see that. I loved it. I love thrillers and and horror anything. So, right up my alley. <laughs> Yeah, cool. Yeah, I really love horror movies, too. Um, I I have been watching them since I was a kid. I remember watching Scream, and I really liked that movie a lot. It was, I think it was maybe the age group of the characters and also the storyline, and it was suspenseful but not too gory. It was more kind of like The Chase, which I found to be more scary, actually, the unknown of where the killer is. So. <laughs> yeah, and this is very Scream-esque, the sixth friend. So, um, yeah. yeah, you're just on edge the whole time and I like that I, I mean it's it's why they're called thrillers because it just keeps you on edge <laughs> but but your part was so 
interesting the whole way through and you know I, I didn't know what to expect so yeah very pleased great yeah. job and congratulations oh great great I'm glad I'm glad that you were surprised at the ending too so mm-hmm. that's always uh, nice when people don't see it coming you know yeah <laughs> for sure but that we were thinking. yeah you had a you had a big hand in this movie. You star in it. You produced it. Uh, you funded it. Yeah. Um, tell, tell us about the whole process. Like what? Uh, when did you come together with this movie and the whole procedure of getting it laid out? Tell us a little something behind the back. Yeah. Well, um, I really liked the movie a lot when I read the script. What I liked about it was that it did feature strong female characters, where yes. they were willing to go out on a limb to save themselves. And they weren't relying on a man to save them. They weren't, you know, running through the woods screaming, help me, aimlessly. And they were kind of bonding together. Okay, we've got a plan. We're going to do this. We're going to survive and, you know, go after him and, and get him before he before he kills us. So yeah. that's what I kind of liked about it was that it did kind of feature that female empowerment. And then when we brought Leisha Clouston on board, who's um, a female director, it was kind of like, okay, well, we've got this female thing going. It's female produced, female written, directed, and then main cast. So I just kind of felt like the timing was right for a movie like this, too. I just feel like audiences that would speak to them and reach out to them. And we thought, too, it could maybe um, even influence or inspire other female filmmakers that want to make a movie or, you know, a comedy sketch or something like that, you know. Totally. That's pretty awesome. And and you mentioned how it's like females who want to save themselves and don't want to rely on a man. And that's good because if I was the man there, I'd run the other way and make his offense for yourself. Anyway, I get scared <laughs> easily. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We, we grab like a frying pan. We grab whatever we can for weapons and anything to defend ourselves. So <laughs> it's kind of a, a thing of not giving up because another thing I liked is none of the characters ever really gave up. They all fought until... You know, they all fought until the end. Yeah, they were like a team of Amazons. I mean, they were <laughs> built. They they had, you know, whatever resources they could grab. And um, I love the main uh the. I'm not. Uh, I just blanked. But Joey, is um yeah, the, the main. Bernadette? Yes, Bernadette. Yeah. Sorry. Um, yeah. And so that's my daughter's name. So I was like, oh, Joey. And then I was like, oh, oh no, Joey. Joey. What are you doing, Joey? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, another element that we really liked adding into the film was um it being all female and then having um that element of like the fame aspect of it. People wanting to become famous over, you know, news media or incidents that might happen in the news. So that we thought that might be kind of appealing to this day and age too. So <laughs> Yeah, it definitely, it definitely um, uh, um, resonates with the younger crowd and, um, you know, doing things for Instagram fame or likes or anything mm-hmm. of, that, of that nature. Mm-hmm. So, And I thought there was a lot of humor. It was your, um, tried to get yeah. humor in it, too. So, yeah. That's what I like. That's what keeps me in. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, like I said, I mean, like, I, I get scared of scary movies, as we said, and it, I the whole time, I'm like, oh my god, I need to, I need to laugh, I need to laugh, I need to laugh. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you've got to have that little break in, in between there. So there's a lot of dark humor in it and subtle humor that I thought was really funny. And at the premiere last night, it was it's just funny hearing what audiences do react to. They they pick up on different things and and laugh at certain parts where you're like, oh yeah, that is kind of funny. I didn't notice that before, but <laughs> the for sure. Yeah. 
So um, it was your first go around as a producer. Um, did you find that challenging, or what? Did it come kind of natural to you? How did you feel about producing a cast as well as starring with a cast? It was challenging, definitely. You have to wear a lot of hats when you're producing and acting at the same time, um, and also kind of keep one leg in the movie and then one leg in behind the camera in the, in the production side of it, which which is in itself a challenge, but it's also such a blessing, and it's something I would definitely want to do again because you get to create something from the ground up, literally, and um, have a say over things that are happening in the movie, whereas sometimes if you are acting in another project you might not have a say over certain things and this is just nice because you get to tailor it and make it a project that you can really call your own and say that this is what I made this is my decision to do it this way and and we created something that we all had our stamp of approval on so that's what I found to be most rewarding um and would you ever take on this challenge again or do you feel like it's you know easier in a way to just focus on you know, being an actor and playing the part and focusing on the role. Oh, I definitely want to produce and act again. That's something I definitely want to do. I really I really enjoyed producing. Um, it was my first time producing, but I feel like you, you learn pretty fast when you're just, you know, when you've got a team around you that's a solid, a solid group of people, and you learn pretty fast just by doing. So um, I think that next time it would be, you know, you just kind of know the ropes a little bit better the second time around. And the first time around was a great learning experience and a lot of fun. And, and yeah, it didn't, it didn't scare me off. I'm, I'm wanting to do more of it. So. <laughs> Good to hear. It shouldn't. It, yeah. The movie was well done. It shouldn't scare you off at all. Um, let's go back to your early years. I, I've read that as a child, like around four years old, you had a very severe accident. Um, fell in some mice and you had, uh, some brain injury, had to relearn your motor skills, and, and etc. Uh, do you think that tragedies like this, when you realize you get maybe a second chance, if you will, gives you more drive and more desire to be successful and try everything out and, and give it your all? Oh, I think so, definitely. When you, um, I was four when that happened, and so I was really young. And when I woke up, I remember just having this inspiration of wanting to act. Uh, when I woke up from the coma when I was four after that head injury. And parents at first were like, okay, well, she's four. Everybody wants to be an actor when they're four. And I (laughs) learned that I started going to the newspaper, and I was like, oh, I want to go to this audition. Mom, will you take me? And finally they gave in, and I started acting, and I just never really stopped. It was just sort of like a you just get to keep this childlike quality, and you get to play. Um, And that's what you do when you're acting, you're you're playing, and it, you're in another world. You're playing another character, and there's a lot of other elements that go into acting. And besides just acting, I'm talking like the business and all the other ends of it. But when you're in it for the acting, it's it's well worth it. So. And you take on all types of roles. Uh, what are what are your other favorite types of roles to play? I love to play quirky comedy a lot that's a lot of fun uh where where i she where i like to play characters where there's a little bit of maybe a little bit of a crazy in their eye <laughs> <laughs> but also in a funny i did i did a play called niagara falls and that was a really um fun role that i just loved the the character was sort of like a dreamlike character 
where you couldn't tell if she was real. She was very dramatic and over the top, and her she had more of a heightened sense of reality than the other characters. They were more natural, naturalistic, and she was more of a character. And I find those kind of fun to play because you get to really branch outside of yourself and come up with all these other layers and find the funny moments in it and play on them, and it's different every night. And I also played another role called Pamela Church. Pamela Churchill in Their Finest Hour. And she's uh, British. She was Winston Churchill's daughter-in-law, so it was a historical piece. Um, and it was that was, too, was more kind of like a seductive but feisty, seductive, feisty uh, uh, woman of, of the 1940s, basically. So... I like to play all of it. Those are two two of my favorites. That and Melissa, I would have to say, are some of my top favorite roles. <laughs> That's awesome. That's great stuff. And uh, on top of that, you're also very talented. You played the bass clarinet uh, as a youngster. Yeah. What got you into that instrument? And uh, do you still do you still get involved with music? Do you play at all? I do. I still sing, and I did play the piano for a little bit. Um, I don't play the bass clarinet right now anymore because I don't have it with me. <laughs> it's, um, it's not with me. But I did play for eight years in concert band and marching band. That was kind of a thing. My parents were like, you're going to be in band. You're going to be in choir. You're going to take piano lessons. Okay, all right, I'll do it. And I'm like, I just want to act. But luckily they did expose me to all of the um, music end as well because I, I love music and I love performing with music so i i did a little bit of musical theater as a kid and in college too so and did did you have a musical group and sisters as well my mom did my mom has a group of sisters that's a musical um group and my grandma taught them all to sing i guess the story goes that my grandma my grandma had seven kids and so and she was also widowed at 42 so In 1959, she had seven kids, and she was a single mother. And she would get all the kids in the station wagon, and she's like, they would be bickering or fighting, and she'd say, okay, kids, stop fighting. You're going to sing. And she'd make them sing a song, and that's how they all got to stop fighting and bickering. And and then they learned to harmonize. So my mom and her sisters have a six-part harmony group. (laughs) Wow. It's like the Von Trapps. <laughs> yeah, right? And my grandma was a guitar player. She was a singer and a guitar player, too. So she was musically inclined, and she taught them to harmonize and and sing. So. <laughs> That's so cool. I mean, yeah. do, do they ever come together and, and, like, do it at Christmas time or anything like that? They do. They do. They've got their – they've got gigs, too. <laughs> they, um, wow. they, play at, they, they play locally, and they perform locally at events and – and stuff in uh, in the Midwest, so yeah. very cool. Very cool. Good to be uh, tightened in. I guess, like you said, being having music background, the desire to act, now producing, you become so multifaceted. Uh, is there a preference? Like, if you had to just pick one and push the others aside, what would be the preference right now? Well, I think that acting is definitely my number one, and producing might be number two i i love i really like doing both and um i would think down the road i would love to direct too i kind of want to just be involved in all of it i love creating film and just creating in general i love being a part of um a production and creating a story that's worth telling so 
That's amazing. And it's so needed right now with females um, in the entertainment industry. I don't know if you caught Regina King at the Golden Globe. She made kind of a moving speech how she needed. She called for more women producers and directors. But, um, yeah, yeah, it's just it's just a, a like a uprising in Hollywood, I feel. Um, and do you, do you have any opinions on the whole situation, either the Time's Up movement or the two? Oh, I think that it's great that we're bringing awareness to, you know, what's, what's maybe been going on. If things haven't been fair in Hollywood, which, you know, we all know that they haven't, it's, it's great that they're bringing that to an awareness and that people are listening and it's being talked about now. I think it's it's a good thing. I think I, what I feel is that we all could get on the same page with, with everything, with the Me Too, with the Time's Up, with everything, everything that everyone has issues with. I think we need to just come together and realize that we're all human beings here on this earth and we all just need to get along and work together. So I think that it's 2018 and it's about time that we start getting past all of the social issues that we have. I think there's a lot greater, greater issues out there that we need to focus on. So, Right. Absolutely agree. Um, and looking at the cast of the six friend, um, Jamie Bernadette, who we had mentioned, has been on our show before, uh, a couple of years back, oh, yeah. a guest of ours. Uh, uh, Dominic Swain, who is excellent. Uh, Jessica Morris. So it's a great cast. Uh, you guys kind of like a tight-knit group to, to get along real good and make the uh, movie-making easier? Yeah, it really – well, building on that chemistry, we did hang out um, as a group, the six of us, before we started filming. We got together a few times, and then while we were filming, we actually lived in the cabin that we were filming at. We all stayed there as no all roommates. So, yeah, and I think that was a blessing because it really, we were all in it together, like in this cabin in the woods, literally living it. And then we just go, you know, camera starts rolling, we just start shooting. So, but I think that really built on the chemistry of, and the camaraderie between all six of us was having that closeness and, and literally living together. It, I think it really helped the story. That's so cool. I was going to say, I was up, Spoken of a couple weeks ago, and it looked like the cabin we were saying, or the house that we were staying at. So, a little freaky. Oh, really? <laughs> um, <laughs> um, but I was going to say, what was the biggest challenge on set? Probably just working out all the logistics. It's it you kind of run into time issues. Honestly, um, you you've got to make your days, and you've got to make sure that you're on time for things, and you fall behind schedule, it just kind of bleeds into everything else. So I guess on the producing end, that would be my biggest, or that was kind of my biggest challenge on set was just staying on time with everything and getting the shots in and wrapping and sticking to our days. So, and then as actors um, or as an actor, kind of just bouncing back and forth, being in the scene and then thinking like acting in the scene and being in the moment and connecting with my characters and I think my character and the other actors and then jumping out, they call cut, and then jumping out and being like, okay, where are we up for time? Is the catering here? Are we? What are we doing? Like figuring out all the all the logistics of it was kind of challenging, <laughs> I guess. But that's that's where you get to wear both hats and 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 create the project. So oh. I hope you got some partying in at that house too. <laughs> we actually didn't get any partying in. <laughs> wow! It was, it was just like back to back days, like get up and and shoot and go to sleep that's all it was so oh but we did have a rap party back in LA but 
Nice. So, so I was going <laughs> to yeah. say, in the, in the beginning of the movie, and you know, I don't want to give too much away, but in the beginning of the movie, whenever he's there drinking and partying and having a blast, I'm thinking, this is my kind of party. I'm going to get in on that. Of course, before the base, <laughs> you know, yeah. <laughs> that's where you fall. That's where you here. <laughs> um, you have uh, two more films on the way coming soon: uh, Promises and Waiting. If you can, tell us a little bit about those movies, what they're about, and when can we expect to see them? Yeah, I don't have a release date on them, but Promises, I just wrapped on, and I just wrapped on that a couple weeks ago. And that is the one of the first movies that I get to sing in, which I'm really excited about, because I, I do have a musical theater background, and I haven't sung on camera before, so that was kind of exciting to have that be my first film that I sing in. I play a mother where my daughter is sick in the hospital and I don't really have the means to pay for her medical bills. And so it's just a story and a journey about um, how far a mother's love will go to save her daughter and, and still, and still retain her, you know, her own art because she is a singer as well. So it's kind of heart wrenching and kind of, it actually kind of connected me to my own mother. Um, just shooting the scene and oh. seeing my daughter dying. I mean, that's, what my mom went through uh, with me twice with my head injury. And then with the, I had a cyst on my esophagus that I was air ambulanced to the male clinic for. So it was, I guess when you talk about, um, you know, getting ready for scenes and everything, that's kind of one reference that I, that I went to was thinking my, my mom and I were here. This was me and, and my mom 20 years ago or <laughs> so. Yeah. Wow. That has to be tough to even just go to those places and, and relive everything. But um, that that's good that you get to um, use your other talents in the movie. Um, if there were any actor or actresses right now that you could work with, who who would be in your movies? <laughs> Let's see. You know, well, I know he's super hot right now. I would love to work with Bradley Cooper. I just think he is a really, really oh talented guy, and I think he's—I think he's a really good person. I like his personality. I like him as a person. I—I I respect the way he thinks, and I respect his art and his dedication. I, um, of course, uh, A Star Is Born is is out, and I just thought he was so incredible in that that you could smell the alcohol on him when he's just going. <laughs> you could just smell it on him. He's just like. And then he performs like a rock star. He's just, he put a lot of work and dedication into that. And I think it was a huge payoff for him. I got to meet him actually when I worked at the radio station in Philly because he's from the area. Like before, like it was letters that come out. Yeah, he's really, he's really a major, major star. Um, And is there anything to you? Sorry, the phone cut out. What did you say? Oh, yeah, I'm you sorry. broke up a little bit. I'm sorry. Uh, actresses that influenced you or you would still like to work with? I feel like a lot of people go to this one, but it's just because she's the best. And I, I, in my opinion, <laughs> I love Meryl Streep. I, I've just seen her do everything. I, I don't know what she can't do. I'm... In Angels in America, she plays an 80-year-old rabbi, and then she plays Devil's Wears Prada, and 
Sophie's Choice, her accents, just in musical theater. She's just, she's such a chameleon, and I respect that so much. When you can go from one genre to the next effortlessly and and nail it, she pays such close attention to detail. One of my favorite scenes of hers is in August Osage County when she's talking about the boots and she's telling this story about her mother, how her mother got her those muddy boots that she, it was, you know, a, a, a mean joke that her mom did to her and she was telling this story to her daughters and it's, I don't know, what is it, a four or five minute scene of her just talking and it's so riveting and you can just see the memories in her eyes, the details, it's just all there. And I think it's just stellar work. She's just, she's just so good. <laughs> well, that's you. You're you're a chameleon, and you're you're into so many different of the industry. Oh, thank you. And you have a musical background. Like you're you're doing it all. So it should be very. Movie's great. Um, yeah, congratulations. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, so um, we're gonna have Merle Streep on the show soon, and she's gonna ask that she wants to be in a movie with you. So that's going to work out great. Ah, that sounds great. <laughs> it's going to you be you, Meryl Streep, and Bradley Cooper. Yes. You could definitely yes. make I'm ready. <laughs> so, um, before we go, um, always the thing we like to ask, we like to ask our guests, what do you kind of do when you say, quote, unquote, you know, let your hair down? You're not acting. You're not on the scene. You're not producing, singing. You're not making movies. You're just a person. What do you like to do? What are some of your hobbies outside of uh, movies? Well, I love to ride horse. I have been an avid horseback rider since I was about four or five. I, I grew up on a ranch, and so we had horses, and I, um, I rode a pony when I was a little kid and then I started riding horses when I was older. So that's something that I like to do is to ride horse. And I also like to go see live music. I'm a, I'm a big live music fan. I like to, even just local artists in LA, there's so many talented people that you can just, you know, on a Wednesday night, go see somebody playing. They're just completely amazing. And also I like to read. I like reading a lot. It's kind of a nice escape (laughs) for me. (laughs) Really? That's pretty great. Yeah, yeah I mean, some, you know. Someone it, else's reality and read about it. Because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> um, is, is reading other people's work, this is kind of a question that just kind of came to me, reading other people's work and watching other people's movies, does it give you ideas towards stuff for the future? Or do you just kind of naturally sit back and say, hey, here's an idea I got? Do you, do you get a little bit of everybody else? Oh, yeah. I you get it, I get inspiration from, from everyone whether I'm watching a movie or or someone else's work or reading reading a script or anything, you, you just get ideas from everyone else. And that's what I really like about having a strong creative community is playing off of each other and really grasping onto each other's ideas to make something great because you take a little bit of this and this and, you know, take a little bit of everything and, and put it together and make it your own. It, it can be really unique and special if it's done well. That's awesome. And I like that. Because basically, um, you know, what we do in interviewing and radio, I listen to everybody else. I say, you know what, I'm not doing it their way because I don't like the way they talk. And everybody wants to do it different on our end. So. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's funny. <laughs> I met yourself. Howard once a while back when he was doing Cat on a Hot Tin Roof in New York. I saw him and 
we, me and my friend that went to go see him, we met him after the show, and we told him we were actors, too. It was a few years ago. So um, he was saying to us, though, he said, the stage is the actor's greatest revenge. And he said, I've been known to be kind of difficult to work with in Hollywood because if they want to do a take one way, I don't want to do it that way. That's the take they're going to use in the edit, and that's not what I believe my character would do. That's not how I, that's not the research that I did to, to make this person come to life. And so he was saying on stage, the director can tell you how to do it, but he's like, you can still do it however you want. They can't call cut or anything. So that's, I thought that was kind of funny when, when he said that the stage is the actor's greatest revenge. Like you are in control of your performance when you're on stage. You're, you're kind of the puppet master. I like that. It's very inspirational yeah, for anybody was, up and coming in and acting. Yeah. 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 Excellent. Um, so we're going to ask you got, as you said, two new films coming soon. You got the new one that just came out, The Sixth Friend. I'm going to reiterate the name again, The Sixth Friend. Make sure uh, people catch it. We would love to have you back again soon when the new stuff comes out. What do you say? Yeah, that'd be great. Thank you after, so we much. We had a lot of fun. We were, yeah, thank you. We were really looking forward to having you on, oh, yeah. especially after watching the movie. And uh, it's great. For anybody who wants to get to know more, www.chantellealbers.com it's C-H-A-N-T-E-L-L-E Albers A-L-B-E-R-S ChantelleAlbers.com you can also find her on Instagram and Twitter at Chantel Albers very talented and lovely actress, producer, singer everything, get to know her because you're going to be seeing a lot of her and we're very excited thank you so much for taking the time to be on our show we greatly appreciate it oh thank you guys, this was a lot of fun thanks for having me the green is amazing. Thank you so much. And we will talk real soon. And best of luck. And we're going to go back and we're definitely going to check out your new stuff because the last piece we just saw was great. So we're a fan now. We are fans here on the O Show. Oh, good. <laughs> well, thank you so much. <laughs> sure. Thank you. Have a great evening and thank you again. All right. You too. Take care. You too. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. As always, you're excellent. Chantel. Abbers, lovely, just just great. That was a great interview. I had a great time. Um, again, very smart, very dedicated to her craft. She knows the ins and outs. And the thing I love is when we have them on here, we don't prep them. Like, I want people to know we don't send questions. We don't get qualifying questions. We more or less get together with their PR people, and they say, here's some points, here's what they do, and here's their stuff. And we get questions off of that. We ask them, and sometimes we freelance. Sometimes questions pop in our head, and we throw them at them, and they've always got an answer. (laughs) Yeah, sometimes we mess up. uh, I do, you do. Sometimes I curse. Sometimes I say things that already happened to them that happened actors three episodes ago. (laughs) Yeah, well, that's live radio for you. But, I mean, it's fun that way. And she was such a sweetheart. I'm so happy she got the time to come on. She really is. She also, um, like she also did modeling. She thought a little bit of everything. Very attractive, very talented. And I'm going to hear her sing, too. Cause singing, that's in her next movie. And that's excellent. That's excellent. She's so excited. And um, apparently nothing she won't take on. She wants to be a producer. She wants to be a director. She wants to sing. She wants to act. That's awesome. Congratulations, Chantel Albers. Check her out. I'm telling you, check out the website. Check out her movies. Check her out on IMDb and get a list of features. She has a lot of horror movies. She's in comedy shows. She's played in uh, superhero shorts. She does everything. Excellent. Great stuff. 
Yeah. Maybe she'll come to Comic-Con. <laughs> That'd be awesome. Another winner. We Should always get winners. Where's you? I get so excited. Now I want to tell everybody what happens at the end of the movie. At the end of the movie, I'm in it. I'm the killer. I come out <laughs> the end. My my raspy voice. And I'm like, it's me, everybody. I'm the killer. No, it doesn't <laughs> I would be, you know, I would never be good for throwers in horror movies because if I was the killer, they would have to cut like a hundred times. It's like during the movie, I'd be like, yeah, Joel, and I'd be like, turn the camera, like, I'm the killer. And they would have to cut. <laughs> I couldn't keep that, I couldn't keep that a secret. Yeah. The suspense would be driving me crazy. I would hopefully be one of the the strong chicks that like grabs a white, the right weapon at the right time and like, you know, finds a really good hiding place and saves the day. But I don't know. I mean, <laughs> I like to tend. I like to think I tend to, uh, you know, act well under pressure. But man, I don't know. Someone's coming at me with. It's right. Like I couldn't even imagine if that happened. Like in real, real life. Yeah. Long story short, yeah. years ago, I'm not going to give out names, places, anything. Me and my brother were witnessing a holdup, like a robbery, and. It was me and him at the time. He had his daughter who was a little baby. He turns to me and says, grab the baby. I'm going to chase this guy down. I'm sitting there in the street holding the baby, and he drives off in the car, and he chases this guy down. And I'm like, what happened? He's like, I lost him. But I called the cops. I'm thinking to myself, like, if you caught him, what the hell are you going to do? <laughs> Seriously, like, what are you going to do? Besides, like, beat him up. Yeah. I mean... Well, the guy had a gun. Are you going to run him over? Yeah. <laughs> Would you know? Would you run him over? God, I can't yeah, imagine. I, I don't know. Well, especially if you're there with your child, like, it's, like, instinct kicks in. Because we were living in Fishtown, and um, my dad died the door, and it was a really, really tiny apartment in Fishtown. And I was actually pregnant, and I was asleep on the couch right on the other side of the door. And, um... Fishtown is right up against a not-so-good neighborhood of Philadelphia. So it, there's, like, this cross-section, and, you know, you get some big traffic, especially on weekend nights and stuff like that when the bars let out. Mike had a gun to his face by this young man thinking he was someone, someone else. Wow. And I don't know what he wanted from him, whether it be, like, drugs or money or something. I had a gun to his hand. So I was like... He comes in, and he's like, get up, get up. I'm like, what happened? He slapped the gun out of his hand and ran inside. I, I, I don't wow. know what happened after that. All I know is packing myself as quick as possible and getting in the yeah. and, like, getting out yeah. of Dodge. It's it's crazy. You know, some people aren't lucky, aren't that lucky. So it's just crazy world we live in. Yeah, that's... that's uh... That's scary stuff. I was always uh, always worried about stuff like that because I know I would, you know, you don't want to think you'd panic, but you also don't want to, you can't imagine yourself being a hero that would grab a live gun, but thank God he survived that. Scary, scary stuff. We had a, a cop pull a gun on us, like driving down Frankfurt. It was like three o'clock in the morning. <laughs> I was like, why is this what's happening to us? seems like it wasn't real but he was pointing it at the car that he pulled over i don't know what that guy was doing 
And then wow. we were driving down the street, and we must have, you know, we're the only car on the street. It's 3 o'clock in the morning. And he just turned and went like this, like, right to his windshield. And I was, like, grasping on the oh door, like, God. what do we do? And then he held up his hand, like, sorry. <laughs> so, sorry, folks, something's here. Make a better me, though. Yeah. Like, I get in these bad neighborhoods, and then, like, I get lost. And I was driving down a, a rather bad section of Philly. And I got lost, and I was with a date, and this young lady, and I turned to a police car that pulled up next to me. I'm like, I'm lost. I'm trying to get back to 95. He turns to me and says, good luck, and just drove off. <laughs> I swear. Yeah. Yeah, good luck, he said. That's excellent. You don't stop at red so lights in some of neighborhoods. I know, right? Maybe get to a couple of our hot topics before we call it a night here because we're both quickly dying um, yeah. just three months after his divorce to actress Anna Ferris was finalized actor Chris Pratt has announced his engagement he's an, uh, engaged to Catherine Schwarzenegger the daughter of Arnold and Maria Shriver uh, three months after his divorce kind of quick to get right back into the marriage scene she'll tady I thought so because, you know, I followed Chris Pratt and I was like, who, who is this? Like, you're putting a ring on her <laughs> finger already. Because I love, I love Anna Faris. Like, and I thought they were just so cute together and they're both so funny and everything. So I know who this chick was. She is a spitting image of mom. But I, I don't know. I don't, I, I saw him, you know, since he had like the superhero bod now just with like, I don't know, a top model or something. Like, Anna Faris is kind of plain looking, so I just figured he would, you know, sex appeal it up. But I don't know. I guess <laughs> if he's happy. What do you think? I wasn't the I wasn't the biggest Anna Faris fan until I started watching that show Mom. I think she's <laughs> hilarious in it. And I think she he's is. cute in it, and I kind of dig her character. Um, but I thought it was kind of soon. But the biggest part of that whole posting on Instagram is when she came out and wished them luck and congratulated them and her comment gathered 23,000 likes like people were that proud of her so to speak and that happy that she could be happy for him right after they got divorced like could you do that no first of all no <laughs> I don't be friends with the next like get out of here no no that's it at the very least, I'm congratulating you on your new engagement. I might laugh when I say it, but no. So Anna Ferris has got 23,000 likes. Jules has got 50,000 likes when her comment says, fuck you. <laughs> Have a nice life. Oh, you engaged again? Drove. Very her. happy. <laughs> Dear poor girl, get out while you can. Oh, Lord. I wonder, I don't I even know, know what she does. The- is she like a politician or something? What does this woman do? Ah, she's Schwarzenegger's daughter. Mm, My daughter is going to marry you. Wow. Superhero. <laughs> <laughs> you break up my daughter, I'll break your neck. Wow. It's the worst Schwarzenegger impersonation ever. Yeah. I realize I am the worst impersonation. <laughs> I can imitate my family well, but I can't imitate famous people. It's a flaw, I guess, if you will. Um, the Who, Jewel Tady. 
all 70-some years old of The Who, announces it'll put out a new album after 13 years and go on tour. I mean, my wife is bugging up the throne to go see the Rolling Stones. Now, The Who is back on tour. Isn't there a time when these bands should pack it in, or do you think, hey, as long as you can go out and do it, keep doing it? I don't know, because... Like, I love Bruce Springsteen. I've seen him a million times, but... It seems He's like got, the more got to get that name in every show. Every show. But am I a fan of, like, all of his new CDs? No. There's, you know, pick and choose because he has so many. But I don't want to hear a new Who CD. For real. I mean, I yeah. might like to see them. The prices were right, but... Come on. Why are you trying to plug new music? <laughs> Agreed. Like, I mean, I like the one song after their last album, but I, I couldn't see me buying a, a, a whole album from a 60s band just regurgitating music. It's just, it, it comes with that. I mean, you guys have been around, got almost 60 years. How much more money do you want out of me? The thing is, it gets depressing, too. Like, with Johnny Cash and his last album, like, he was basically on his deathbed singing songs, and it yeah. was so sad. It was good. Singing Nine Inch Nails. So <laughs> yeah. He's remaking like Nine Inch Nails. Today. <laughs> no offense, Johnny. You're hurting me. Remaking one of my favorite songs by one of my favorite uh, bands. I hurt myself today. What'd you do? Try to fart? I mean... <laughs> <laughs> and the same thing with... because uh, Of course, with... Um, Bohemian Rhapsody being such a big movie, I did a ton of YouTube watching on Queen and Freddie Mercury and all that. And they showed, like, the last performance he did before, like, he died. I mean, the guy was, like, 100 pounds soaking wet. He looked terrible. He was caked in makeup. He was bone thin. It was awful. Like, I understand there's a money-making progress, and I understand you're in a band and they want to, you know, keep the ball rolling, but this guy was practically dead. He wasn't that old, though, right? Like, he was... Right, but he had... I mean, he had AIDS, and, and you could just see the effect. Well, he I mean, was he sick. was a boat. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you shouldn't be yeah. on tour if you're sick. Like, Amy Winehouse, she clearly had a problem. And she was... Yeah. Ugh, poor girl. But... It wasn't like, yeah, Queen wasn't on tour near the end, but they were still doing, like, videos and all, and he was performing in these videos, and like I said, he was just caked with makeup that was... Really bad to shame, but yeah. I guess if you got I me, mean, my wife my wife is bugging hard to um, see the Rolling Stones. I that however, yeah. however, speaking of music and bands and people that are coming to the area, I did in fact get my wife two tickets to see the return of Billy Joel. Nice. Yes, Billy. Yep, he will be playing Citizens Bank Park. Uh, his sixth straight year. They actually called it, it's kind of neat, they call it like a, a Philadelphia residency for Joel. Like he plays here every year now. And I think that's really awesome. I've seen him uh, four times, three times solo, once with Elton John, an amazing artist. My wife never has. A friend of ours got eight tickets and she basically put on Facebook, oh, first come, first serve. Once he's extra six, I'm selling them. Uh, the price was up there, but you know, you just sometimes you just don't care. You just got to go and, and get it. And you're like me. We're concert fans. We're music fans. So I'm very excited for her to get her first taste of Billy Joel. That's really cool. And concerts, I don't know if you've been to one of the citizens because I saw Bruce 
and Citizens Bank, and I saw them at the link, and they're just two different sounds you get. But the Citizens Bank is actually a great concert venue. The sound is just awesome. I don't know what it is, but, yeah, you guys all have a good time. And then the next night, um, they were talking about it on the radio today, the Food Fighters are playing. So they have to, like, tear down Billy Joel's stuff, and then the Food Fighters are playing the very next night. If you listen carefully, you can hear my wallet crying because she's a massive Foo Fighters fan as well. And that is always something I, I promise her next time around. Um, but this year might be the year of the concert. Um, the band Muse, I don't know if you're a Muse fan. They're coming April 9th. Uh, I like their music. I heard their shows are phenomenal. I'd like to go get to see that. I definitely want to see Foo Fighters. Um, going to see Billy Joel. Uh, there is talk of um, There's talk of a Van Halen tour. Maybe it's been kicked back and forth. I've seen him a few times. I don't know if I would do that again. Uh, I'm not going to see Kiss because that to me is not a farewell tour. That's two members and two scabs. So, but yeah, I got some concerts this year. I'm very excited. Um, I'm looking forward to a tour too. Do you know who of? Um, Bruce Springsteen. <laughs> the Yo Show. Yeah, I would like that tour. The Yo Show is definitely. Uh, working the magic to try and get to breweries, bars, and other halls near you. Um, putting in the works. Jewel Tatey feverishly works. That's what she does. She's working it. We will see you out and about soon. We have some big things in the works. <laughs> we do. And um, we've got bands that will perform at these shows. Me and Joel, it's just great. We are great. <laughs> we are also playing. Right? Oh, wait for you to say something. You just went the pure silence there, which is always good. Once again, the magic of uh, magic of live radio. We are great. Silence. Um, one other point. I, another topic I got to come up with. I don't even know if I want to talk about this topic because it goes there. But I'm going to anyway, the rock band, The Killers. That's right. Yeah, I'm going there. Don't, don't huff at me. Rock band, uh, The Killers have uh, returned with a brand new song called Land of the Free. And while I love The Killers, I like to see their album with a brand new song, it automatically is getting hyped by the media as anti-Trump. Uh, hasn't the media and celebrity done this enough? What's going to happen in either 2020 or 2024 or whatever, when Trump is no longer president? What are entertainers going to do? What are they going to talk about? Like, does this have to be an anti-Trump song, or should it just be, hey, the killers are back with a new song? Honestly, your opinion. Um, It's like, do you think this is new, though? This has been happening since, like, I don't know. I can remember in the mid-'90s, like, I don't know, Eminem always went after the president. Like, people are always you know, making art about their political beliefs. And the Killers definitely aren't the only one. They're probably a big name right now at the time. But, like, this this is not, like, it would be for anyone in the office. I'm sure there was whatever. But it's just a hot, hot topic. So. <laughs> I mean, I'm just like, I don't, like, why can't you hype it as a new 
song. Period. Like, let's use this for example. We had we had an amazing guest on tonight, Chantel Albers. We talked about her movie, mostly female class, uh, female um, cast. I don't recall since the beginning of the show, you know, Chantel Albers and her new anti-keep-women-out-of-Hollywood movie. No, we don't. We just say, new movie, female cast, the whole nine yards. Just announce it for what it is, really. It's getting, to be, it's getting old. People hate them, so they put that message out there. People hate them. I have never really, honestly, in all my years, um, maybe Reagan, but I was really too young to know any better. I have never been fully in love with a president. I have never agreed with everything they say, and I never will. And I don't delve enough into into the subject to even know. I don't follow policies that close. All knows we live in the greatest country on earth. We've got a lot of freedoms that a lot of people don't have, and I, I sit back and enjoy them. I celebrate them. I'm, I'm lucky to have them. Cool. Yeah. Good for Very you. Very good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Can you picture this show being like some communist country? This is the your show. Good night. <laughs> That's all we'd be allowed to say. Guess so. Nope. Everyone has their right to their opinions. <laughs> Thank you. You're like chomping at the bit there. It's like you want to yell at me or something. I'm watching you. <laughs> uh, let's go on a better show. You know what I had this weekend? I went out to get um, stopped at the liquor store. I took up a gift card for the surprise birthday party I went to, and they had a new Jack Daniels Tennessee apple cider. Hmm. Pretty good. And it says, you know, serve warm, which I had to do to get this frog out of my throat, or more or less just an excuse for me to drink booze. Anyway, I want to slice it. A um, couple shots of it. Broke up the congestion for about a half hour. I was sick again. But tasty. I recommend. I'm not a fan of, like, apple. My drinks. They're nasty. Are you going <laughs> to go through the whole apple martini phase like the rest of the entire planet did? I remember no. when apple martinis were huge and everybody was drinking them. Everybody went to guys, girls. Everybody had a green drink in their hand. Like, everybody. I was a fan of the Cosmo. I mean, I had a bunch of Cosmos. Sex in the City fan. (laughs) Cosmos are still still out there. New Year's Eve, my wife had Cosmos at the party we went to. She had plenty of Cosmos. Um, They're still out there. Espresso martini was my thing. I'm going to drink martinis. Do you know what's the best in the summer? Rum Runner? Like big slushy yeah, deliciousness. Yeah, she's a rum runner fan. We go down to visit her aunt in Florida. That's the big drink down there, and she's big on them. I, I'm okay with them. I could, you know, I'm one of them people, you know, when in Rome kind of thing. Like we did the cruise, they had a lot of slushy drinks during the day in the cruise at the poolside, and everybody was drinking them. And you know, whatever. And I would do that. Yeah, you definitely have to like be on vacation. <laughs> yeah, that's true because you know. One of those uh, no hold barred kind of things. Anything goes. Um, I have just become such a summer person. First 40 some years of my life, I was a winter person. I hated the sweat. I didn't like the summer. Now I can't wait for the summer. <laughs> I hate to sweat more than anything. Like if I'm not working out and I'm just, you know, on my way out, my thing. I hate summer. 
I mean, I hate summer weather, summer nights, but I'm a winter person. Well, my birthday comes. I'm a winter baby. I used to be a winter person. I've lost. Let me ask, and like, not to get too in depth, but we're gonna keep it basic, because I know how I am. Summertime, when you're laying in bed, how hard do you stick your feet into your partner's back to get them off of you? Because you just don't want that contact in the heat. What? <laughs> like, when you're laying in bed in the summertime, I cannot push my wife away far, far enough. I don't want human contact when oh. it's that hot. Oh, yeah, it, no. <laughs> yeah. No. Honey, <laughs> heat is great heat. No. And in the winter, you're all snuggled up. It's weird. In the, in the wintertime, she wants to snuggle and cuddle less than she wants to in the summertime. Summertime, it's, I want to cuddle, I want to hug, and let me lay on your chest. And you're just like, you just, more heat, like three times the heat that you want, and you're just wringing sweat from places you don't want to expose. You're just like, get off of me. And then you're that asshole husband. I don't want to even hug your wife. No, I don't want to drown or pull my own sweat. God damn it. Yeah. I, I, ugh, I can't stand the sweat. Uh Tell me, it's like the only drawback of summer. But summer makes people happy. They seem more upbeat in the spring and the summer. The girls wear less clothing. Yeah, that's what it's all about. Girls in the summer clothes. Okay, I was gonna say, if you're singing, you gotta sing to the whole group. Sing it to yourself. You're live on national radio here. Are you the type of person though, like? In the winter, I just wanted to be the opposite. Like, I can't wait for spring, and in the spring, I'm like, I can't wait for fall. Like, we're never satisfied, never happy. Yeah. That's why we're all miserable. <laughs> I am kind of that way, though, too, because I love football season. In the springs here, I'm like, ah, at least it's warm out now. I'm like, ah, I can't wait for fall and football season. And then the winter gets here, I'm like, I can't so wait. Played, yeah. But I tell you what, right now I am freezing my tuchus off, so I would I would go for a little spring or summer. Plus my birthday's okay. in the spring, which is great. Um, a quick note I got to share. I don't know how many local people are listening, uh, and I don't even know if this is still a story. I haven't caught up to it lately. There was a missing child tonight in the Langhorne-Levittown area. Uh, six-year-old African-American boy, last seen wearing a gray jacket. There's a big pile of police all in my neighborhood. Um, I haven't gotten an update of, of late, so if you're in our area, take the time, keep your eyes peeled on the road. Six-year-old boy was reported missing earlier tonight, so obviously we hope the best for that young man, and hopefully he has uh, been found and brought home and, and safe. That's crazy. Okay, to be serious, yeah, to be serious for once. Uh, I yeah, I pulled in. I went out to get uh, wonton soup because it's my thing when I'm sick. And I went to pull out of my development, and it was just packed with cops. And I'm like, wow, I had no idea what was going on. There was probably every single policeman in the area that could be on force in this area. And I'm like, wow. Went to the uh, stop at the Wawa, used my Mac machine. Policeman walked in, turned to the guy's counter, said, have you seen anything? He says, no, not yet. I got my eyes peeled. I'm thinking it's like an escape prisoner or something. Um my wife had got home right before I got back. <coughs> Excuse me. And she said, yeah, it was a uh, missing boy. 
the cops came to our door and knocked, uh, showed us a picture of him, which I wish I would have gotten a picture of as myself to share it. But, yeah, we just hope the best for that little boy. It's a terrible thing. Yeah, totally. Oh, <sighs> couldn't imagine. No, I, I could not imagine either. Sure. Yeah. Absolutely. That's why uh, I'm not a parent, because I, I worry too much. <laughs> I just worry about getting myself out of bed, let alone, God forbid. Uh, I know. The good like, news Chantel is, yes, I... Talk... Oh, sorry. No, go ahead. I mean, Chantal was talking about her movie. I'm like, I don't know if I'll see that one. It's about, like, mom and her terminally ill little daughter. I'm like, ugh. Oh. But the point that I didn't really think about, like, when she was four years old, that instant where she slipped on the ice was her and her mom together and just imagine like as a mother watching your child and be like oh my god like you just don't know it's scary no it was the last Eagles game and um, we were all watching it well it was my parents me and Joey in, in their room and she was playing around and she fell it was right before the last touchdown too she fell and cracked her head I mean hard against Oof. the bedpost and my dad's already yelling at the Eagles game. And then he turns around and he's like, oh, I'm like yelling even more. It's the worst. It, there's just no worse feeling than when oh, your kid gets hurt or sick or anything. It's terrible. Um, I did see your daughter this past weekend in the car. She um, <laughs> playing smart with me. She was hiding from me, doing a little you know, cover her face <laughs> like she would disappear. <laughs> Good stuff. What's that? Yeah, she had a she had a different Eagles outfit for every game. So Really? Sure oh. she said to she won't play dress up. Yeah, she had like a black tutu with green Eagles and then the gray hat, like she was going all out. She had a chance. Fly Eagles fly. We need Aunt Mary oh. Pat back on. <laughs> we do. We would definitely like to work on that. Or at least get her live. That'd be great. Yeah. Totes my goats. Totes my goats. Um, I am trying to look. I, you know, sometimes I get to be the worst host ever. Um, Jewel has landed an upcoming guest, and I forgot who it was and where it is and when it is because I'm the worst. <laughs> yep, I don't have it. I don't have it. Well, Excellent. we can announce it next to. Oh, I'm sorry. Scream and Rachel is Wednesday. Yes. Coming for years. Yeah, I was trying to think like, oh, we are sick here in the studio. So, Scream and uh, Rachel. It's obvious. Coming to you live. Good to show you how. Good to show you how bad it is. Her name is Screaming Rachel. I messaged Jewel and I said, "What night is Chatty Kathy coming on?" <laughs> <laughs> Rachel Kane. Yep, she'll uh, be here Wednesday. And she's making friends with our good friend, Aaron Paul. So we can chat uh, about that. With Chatty Cathy. Chatty Cathy is on Monday. <laughs> I don't even know who that is. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm horrible. I had the oh, worst. Right. You can tell when I'm sick. Terrible. All right. So, yeah, that is uh, Wednesday night. We're very excited. Screaming Rachel. It's going to be a good, good show. It's going to be a great show. Every show we have here is great. Don't be fooled by this last five minutes. And it's five. Downhill, <laughs> so just turn us off oh for the guest <laughs> exits. Yeah, I think we're going to. Uh, we had a previous guest 
a lovely young woman who was on our show twice. I'm not going to mention her name. But uh, <laughs> she had said that. Yeah, you ever consider me cutting it after the hour? <laughs> Uh, uh, more happens. times than you can imagine. <laughs> but I can't. Jewel Tatey's like that person. We all have that friend or that person. We can't shut them off. Once you have them, you can't shut them off. I think you want to keep them forever. I wish oh, this yeah. show could be like 23 hours a day. <laughs> Look at her. She's so excited. She's disgusted at me. Folks, don't fall in love with Jewel Tatey. Tonight's tonight. She tells me it's over. Right after the show. She's packing it. <laughs> But seriously, don't forget, join us uh, Wednesday night, Screaming Rachel, when we come back to you on the O Show. Very special thanks once again tonight to Chantel Albers. We thank her so much for being here. Don't forget to check out the sixth friend, 6th, not the word, it's actually the number, and a th, so it's easier to find. The sixth friend, uh, it's got its own website. Uh, the movie is out now, select theaters, and also um, video on demand. Check it out, it's a good movie. Thrilling. Surprise ending that we're not even about to tell you, and no, I'm not in it. So thank you again for another great episode. Us two sickies are going to turn in. I'm going to take more medication, pass out, wake up at 3 in the morning, call my work, tell them I'm not coming in. They're going to yell at me. I'm not all that worried about it. Your health comes first. True that. True that. This is my job. So I come here because this is us. We own this. I don't own that. If I own that, I'd be going there. We own this. So I got to come here. Right. Right. So very special thanks to everybody that tuned in. We will talk to you Wednesday. Once again, I am Jeff the Shark Perini for the lovely and talented hostess with the mostest yawning because I'm pouring her to tears. Jewel Tatey. <laughs> Thank you, everybody. Have a great night, and don't be a douche. And be nice to people, even the shitty, shitty, shit ones. <laughs> wow. It's like a triple douche is shitty. Some shitty people around, so be nice. Um, good night, Jewel Cranky Tady. Good night. <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye-bye.